You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live on location here at St. Charles Borromeo Catholic Church located in beautiful southeast Minnesota. We're right at the gateway to the Whitewater State Park, certainly a beautiful part of the state. I'm Father Tim Beeren, along with Matt Wilcom. We're grateful that you are listening today. We're grateful because uh, you are a part of our family. And before we head into the next segment, I want to invite you to visit our website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great content. There you can listen to programming from your local area, find a podcast if you missed one of the daily shows, submit a prayer intention, nominate your favorite priest for donuts, and more. Be sure to check it out, realpresenceradio.com. It's 34 minutes past the hour, Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilcom, along with Father Tim Buren, and we... We're going to be talking books, and specifically children's books. Uh, we talked about uh, in the last segment about Proverbs 22, train a child up in the way he should go, and when he gets old, he will not depart from it. And what, great, what better way to do that by, than by supplying your child with high-quality books that promote the faith, the Catholic faith, that is, uh, which will then blossom into eternal life, we pray. Please, God. And in order to uh, promote this, this morning we're going to be talking with Vivian Dudrow from Ignatius Press with some, some new children's books that have just come out, some beautiful ones. Good morning, Vivian. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Good morning. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself first off? I'm an editor at Ignatius Press. And uh, I'm the one who helps out with the children's books in particular, uh, but I also edit adult books. Excellent. Why do you think it's important, Vivian, for children to be taught the faith, even, even in fictional books? Well, fictional books, you know, Jesus told stories. Uh, stories are a very powerful way to uh, convey the truth. Um, in fact, in a lot of ways, they're more powerful than just direct uh, lecturing. <laughs> As a mother of four grown children, <laughs> uh, I know all about that. Uh, stories are a wonderful way to convey truths uh, that go that penetrate to the heart. And and reading and telling stories to children uh, is a great way to do that. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. And you've got some wonderful new. Uh, works of fiction here, and uh, a few of them that have just come out from Ignatius Press. And let's just go through these one by one. The first off, the Phantom of the Colosseum. This looks like it's for perhaps a little bit older uh, readership here. And I have to say that well, when when this review copy that I'm holding in my hand here came in the mail, both my 13-year-old and 11-year-old just scarfed it up. They had it read within, I think, about a day or, or so. Um, so that's, that was, I think, a, a good review in and of itself. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Oh, yes. I'm so happy to hear that. That is exactly the target audience, uh, you know, children uh, ages 9 and 10 and up. And it's an adventure story set in ancient Rome during the uh, persecution by Emperor Diocletian, the, uh, the persecution of Christians. 
And the story uh, it revolves around um, these young people living at that time, none of whom are Christians. And the, the main uh, protagonists of the story are not Christians, but they encounter Christians and encounter this heroic witness, uh, and it really causes them to to um, think about, you know, the meaning of life and what's really good and noble, and uh, all in the midst of an adventure story um, that's that kind of in the basement of the Colosseum, if you will, one of the characters, uh, his father is a traitor in exotic animals that are used in the games in the circuses in Rome, and uh, the kids are chasing after a thief, and they find a den of thieves kind of hiding out down there, and then it's really an exciting story, and um, as I say, the, the Christian witness is strong but subtle, so uh, you're seeing Christians through the eyes of pagans, and it's very uh, a powerful way to to have that encounter. Absolutely. It says on the back here, being a Christian in ancient Rome was very dangerous. To spread the faith and stay alive, you had to live in the shadows. Very intriguing. Uh, right up the alley for the uh, the, uh, the 13-year-old and 11-year-old that I, I have at home, certainly. And, and uh, we have more. We have more of these coming out. There's, oh. uh, I think, there's about four total in the series. The second one is at the printer right now, and will be a spring book. Uh, so um, I'm so glad your children enjoyed it, and you can let them know that more are coming with these same characters. Certainly, an exciting opportunity for our young people to get involved in their reading. Uh, uh, and certainly, you know, as many of our school age children are at home right now. Uh, to be able to promote and to uh, order these books and to make a difference in young people's lives. So grandparents that are listening, uh, take heart to this. This is something that once one of these uh, youngsters uh, pick up one of these books, they're not going to put it down. Uh, it, it's, a, it's just a win-win. They're going to work on their reading skills, but also in the meantime, they're going to grow in their faith. They're going to have this desire to learn more and to grow more. Um, and so what a great gift, uh, Ignatius um, you know, uh, press provides uh, for our children. So you're making it easy for Christmas planning. <laughs> well, good. Uh, let's uh, move on to the next uh, of these offerings, The Adventures of Lupio, Volume 5, The Cave. And this is uh, uh, in the exciting days of chivalrous knights and wandering troubadours, a young orphan poet and musician named Lupio travels throughout Italy experiencing many daring adventures. I, th I think my wife actually uh, took this up to upstairs uh, and uh, and read it immediately. Uh, I don't know if my kids had a chance to because she, my wife, she she likes this kind of stuff. There's something here for everybody, Vivian. Oh, oh yes, this this is in a comic book format uh, now called graphic novels. You know, uh, this is and this is the fifth one in a series. Um, I'm so glad we've come out with another one to make the whole series better known. Uh, there, these, these stories are, uh, were written by a deacon family man in France who's an award-winning artist. And um, they're, they're set in Assisi, or, or the surrounding area in Italy during the time of St. Francis. The stories are taken, are inspired by, I should say, from the Little Flowers of St. Francis, you know, that collection of stories. And they center around an orphan boy named Lupio, uh, befriended by Francis, and um, the wolf of Gubbio, you know, the wolf uh, tamed by Francis, ends up becoming kind of a, 
traveling companion to this boy, and he has all kinds of adventures. This one called The Cave, um, he and another boy discover uh, thieves posing as monks, stealing church valuables and hiding them out in a cave. And uh, he and his friend, Lupio, that is, and his friend um, try to, you know, alert the authorities, and there's knights, and there's there's all kinds of, there's gypsies, there's knights, there's all kinds of things going on. It's, it's a great tale, and it's a great tale of conversion. Um, and so, anyway, it's, these are wonderful comic books. As I say, this is the fifth one in the series, The Cave. They're all wonderful. And when, when you say comic books, I want our listeners to understand that this is actually better than a comic book because comic books from the traditional understanding are, you know, they can easily fall apart. But this is a great cover. This is a, you know, a high quality uh, book that is put together. So certainly it will last. Uh, it, it, yes. it, that's, so why did you decide to do it in that format? These, well, these were originally produced in France. We're producing English editions of them. Uh, by the way, on the back cover, you can see the other four uh, volumes. Um, so they were done this way in, in France, in this kind of comic book style. Uh, but you're absolutely right. I'm glad you put that out uh, for people who can't see the books. Uh, they're bound more like uh, a paperback book uh, uh, with, with, with a firm cover uh, and uh, it's high-gloss pages, you know, comic books like you described, sort of newsprint, you know, and it's very flimsy. These are high-gloss pages with gorgeous uh, full-color illustrations throughout, um, and yes, they're durable. We're speaking this morning with Vivian Dudrow, editor at Ignatius Press, about the new offerings for children, uh, books, that is, and uh, some, some beautiful ones. Uh, a couple here from beloved author Tommy De Paola, Noah and the Ark, and Mary, the mother of Jesus. Can you talk a little bit about these? Yes. Well, Tommy De Paola, for, for uh, 50 years, uh, produced beautiful books for children, illustrated and, and wrote, and uh, his illustrations are, are, are unique. Once you see a De Paola, you'll pick out the others, because he has a very unique style studying, from studying icons and um, uh, uh, frescoes, and um, these are beautiful books uh, that we've brought back into print. This book on Mary, I think, honestly, is the most beautiful book about Blessed Mother you could possibly give to a child. The illustrations are beautiful, the storytelling, um, based, of course, mostly in the Bible, but um, also in terms of her early life. That comes more from Christian uh, pious legends, you know, uh, that have been believed since, you know, very long time. Uh, and and each chapter opens with an antiphon from the Benedictine um, uh, uh, prayers, uh, because Tommy DeColo is very close to the Benedictine Abbey, Regina Laudis, in Connecticut. He had a real love for the Benedictine spirituality. It's a beautiful book. 
It certainly is a beautiful book. I actually have it in my hands right now. And to, again, our listeners, a high-quality book. This is a hardcover, uh, beautiful illustrations. And what I really like about this is that uh, you can certainly take a different story uh, for each night. Or you could, as parents, of course, say that, hey, Wednesday night is going to be this time that we, we get out, marry the mother of Jesus, and we go over a, a portion of her life and the story uh, on how she is so uh, important in our life as Catholics. So certainly a phenomenal book. It is. And as I say, the illustrations are so beautiful and really moving. Like I'm looking right now at the picture, um, you know, the, the, the three crosses of Christ and, and the two thieves on either side are, are kind of in the background. And Mary is holding the crown of thorns. And John, the disciple, uh, is there beside her. I mean, it's it's so um moving, and yet for a child, you know, even a very young child, uh, so much is conveyed in the sorrow in this picture, but in a way that's gentle for a child. You know, it's not, um, I think there's just real mastery here uh, with these images. Absolutely, and uh, we have just a couple minutes left here. Vivian Dudrow from Ignatius Press with us on Real Presence Live. Matt Wilkham along with Father Tim Buren talking about the new book's uh, for children being offered by Ignatius Press and Magnificat Books. Uh, the last one here we want to highlight, the, and my personal favorite uh, of these, is The Interior Castle, A Boy's Journey into the Riches of Prayer. And St. Teresa of Avila uh, in this book ends up accompanying this young boy into the interior castle of his own soul. It's, a, it's so beautiful. It is. It's, it's really a unique book. I've never seen anything like this, where the author uh, took the interior castle by Teresa of Avila and, and put that into a story of, of, of a boy learning how to pray, being led by the master herself, uh, Teresa. And the, the images, I mean, the illustrations are just gorgeous. They're so ethereal and interesting, intriguing, to, to give kind of visual... Um, expression to these images uh, in Teresa teaching a child basically step-by-step how to pray. It's really it's a gorgeous book. I know I appreciate it personally because I've, I've never I've always wanted to read uh, St. Teresa of Avila's Interior Castle but I've never done so and so this is a great introduction for, for me, me, myself. I mean I'm very much an adult uh, but I found great value in this and uh, I just love the uh, uh, the quote here uh, from Teresa of Avila that's highlighted, uh, where she tells this young boy, let nothing disturb you, let nothing frighten you. All things are passing away. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Whoever has God lacks nothing. God alone suffices. Such words of comfort, comfort here uh, for adults and children alike, especially in this year when so many things seem to be spinning out of control. Uh, a beautiful way to keep us grounded, keep, keep both children and adults grounded. I, I love these books just as much as my kids do. Uh, where, can, where can folks find these books, Vivian? At Ignatius.com, uh, our website. And uh, also, you know, uh, in this time of COVID especially, I'm sure if you have a little book, Catholic bookstore in your town or, or neighborhood, uh, they could really use your business, and they can order any book uh, that, even if they don't have it available, they can order it for you. 
uh, to help to help keep these stores open is, is a good thing. It's very important. Ignatius.com, if you don't have a Catholic bookstore in your local area. Thanks again, Vivian Dudrow from Ignatius Press for joining us on Real Presence Live. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Before we head into our next segment, I want to invite you to visit our website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great content. There you can listen to programming from your local area. You can find a podcast if you missed one of the daily shows. You can even submit a prayer intention or nominate your favorite priest for donuts. <coughs> Excuse me. I did what not that, mean Father? to clear. I, I apologize. That, that was, was Father Tim Buren uh, clearing his throat there. Just want to make, make sure people know <laughs> if there's any of his parishioners listening. Uh, be sure to check it out, realpresenceradio.com. We'll be back with more next. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Uh, I remember even during that time, and, and this was uh, during the beginning years of John Paul II's pontificate, and whenever I heard him on TV, because he was always in the news, especially with his travels in Eastern Europe, Poland and all, I, I would hear the things that would come out of his mouth and I would go, there's no way this person is not close, closer to God than I am. Mm. Uh, you know. So I always had this sort of secret respect for, uh, for John Paul II. Of course, I never said this to any of my <laughs> brethren friends. You, know? you wouldn't dare. No, of course not. But I, 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 I don't mean to disparage them because they taught me to love the Scripture. And interestingly enough, even though they, they do not believe in the real presence of Christ in the sacrament. They had communion every Sunday. And so they really taught me to love the Lord's Supper uh, and to love the scriptures. And so I'm really thankful to them for that. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. 52 minutes past the hour. Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham. I'm joined by Father Tim Beeren here at the Church of St. Charles Borromeo in St. Charles, Minnesota. Love the fact that this town is named after the church. I always want to highlight that uh, because God is the one in the end who sustains us through everything. He is the reason that we're here. He is the reason why we can take another breath. It's because he wills it and he loves us. 
Um, and in our secular world, that can sometimes get lost, Father Baron, uh, in, the, in the hustle and bustle. I mean, we're talking about coming up on the Christmas season here. It's only 40 days away now. Uh, people are thinking about what they're going to be giving and getting. And it, the, the consumerist mindset can sometimes take over. But uh, I think it's important to realize, to step back and realize, okay, if I didn't have all of these TV commercials coming at me all the time trying to sell me stuff, stuff that I know in the end is not going to fulfill me, it's just trying to fulfill a need that's only God-shaped in my heart. If that wasn't there, what, what kind of a worldview world would I have? How different would it be? I like to just kind of entertain those thoughts once in a while. If we, had li- if we lived in a different time where we weren't marketed to death, how would our mentality be? Would we be th- thinking about God more, perhaps? It's interesting because I just literally read yesterday an article online about this marketing of death, you know, and, uh, and recently um, this story highlighted, um, and I want to make sure, Matt, that I'm understanding. Did you say death or debt? Uh, well, death, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's just, you know, marketing th- things to us, trying to sell us things that we think are going to make us happy, but in the end... Everything is, oh, is going I see. to disappoint. Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the things that I notice right now, especially on social media, uh, people are posting um, their decorated Christmas trees. Um, here in southeast Minnesota, we had a phenomenal uh, uh, week of beautiful weather, so people took advantage of putting up probably more outdoor Christmas decorations than they normally do here in Minnesota. Uh, so that is probably going to be problematic when it's time to take them down. Hopefully they do at some point. <laughs> um, but one of, the, one of the challenges I see as a pastor is when uh, in the secular world, we're living Christmas out even before Thanksgiving, even before we start the season of Advent. So um, there is a proper order to everything in the church that really assists us on our journey in the secular world. And if we get caught up by the consumerism, if we get caught up, of course, because of what we see um, in regards to the pandemic uh, and whatever is in the um, the media these days, that certainly we might want to... Um, to soothe that wound by going online and purchasing from Amazon or decorating our house for Christmas or or ignoring what that wound is within our hearts. And so those are the moments, instead of uh, becoming busy with those types of activities, it's, it's a signal from our Heavenly Father that we need to take time for prayer. And uh, certainly, as we heard from Peter Martin, the importance of praying as a family, as a couple. We're going to hear um, in a little bit from Father Jason Kern from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, about spontaneous prayer. Uh, certainly, um, we know that if we are not praying, there is this absence, and we want to fill that emptiness with something. And so if it is not with prayer, if it is not with the journey with our Heavenly Father, then it's going to be with Amazon. It's going to be with decorating. It's going to be with the busyness of life that is more secular uh, than living out that faith. Or it's going to be self-medication or, or something similar to that. Um, and, you know, I, I think I've kind of just brought back to the fact that it's okay to, you know, anticipate the birth of our Lord. That's what Advent, Advent means, right? It's, it's like this, this anticipation. Uh, but it's also important when you're doing those activities to bring God with you. Uh, if you're doing it as kind of an, an escape, 
uh, and like an escapism, then that, that can be problematic. Uh, you know, our Lord wants to, us to live in the present moment because that's where he exists, right? He doesn't exist in the past. The past is dead. The past, he's not there anymore. And that's gone. The future, so many of us, we, we tend to worry so much about the future or what, 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 what might happen. And our prognostications often end up being way off versus what actually happens in the end. But we're so worried about the future. And I, I think that can lead to a lot of anxiety, even depression, because, because God doesn't exist in the future because it, it hasn't happened yet. And so it can seem very daunting and, and you know, dark clouds over that, that whatever future might, ha- might, might be coming up around the bend, but God isn't there. And he's in the present. And so to, to, to live the grace of the present moment, I think it's just so important. One of my parishes is a smaller parish in size, which doesn't allow... Um, the opportunity to do a lot of singing, especially in regards to what is happening in our area right now. And uh, after Mass, a delightful person comes up to me and says, uh, Father, is it okay um, if we hum? We need to be able to pray in some regard. So, mm. so I think even in the midst of this darkness that you're illustrating that there are those moments of light that we see and a lot of it is coming from you, our listeners. So continue to be that light in the darkness. Continue to, uh, to share and live that faith. Uh, reach out to somebody in your neighborhood. There certainly are ways that we can, again, actively live out that faith so that the faith is stronger than any fear that we're experiencing. And, and prayer is important. I also want to quickly highlight uh, the fact that here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, even in the midst of this pandemic, we have been uh, doing some things to, to try to reach out to folks to encourage them to evangelize. We had a ministry day recently, and that went very well. You, Father Biren, participated with some folks here at the parish. Also got a follow-up coming up here uh, this coming November 19th, Advent, Christmas, and covid is the name of it. It's the first of three quarterly check-ins with Rich Curran. And so I want to encourage people to go to dowr.org for all those details. There's more Real Presence Live coming up next. Stay tuned. We've got Father Jason Curran coming up from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Do you pray spontaneously? And how do we do that? We'll answer those questions next. Next.